All right, North Central Connected. It's February. Um, we're doing this kind of uh, a little out of sorts because I know that we're missing one person and uh, we were we're not. Uh, it's not the happiest of circumstances, but we have good news. So that's what's. I'm happy. Okay, well, good, good. All right. <laughs> My name is Justin Jaggers. I'm your media specialist. I'm joined by J.D. Cox, our Director of Safety and Loss Control. Good to be here. And our CEO and General Manager, Kevin Doddridge. Good afternoon. And we are here to just discuss the nastiness that was February 3rd and 4th, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, the great thing is that was uh, that was a week ago. Mm-hmm. Right out of, yeah, right out of week right a week ago. ago. And... Um, you know, it's almost 70 degrees out there today. Beautiful. My watch, <laughs> if it'll load. My, well, my watch died. Okay, 75 is what I'm sure. Well, no, that's, sorry, that's uh, California. Okay, we're in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, just let you know how quickly things can change. And we do, you know, we had a, we had a weather event last week. Um, and sometimes I think it's important just to, go through the event with with our membership you know we do it with the staff here and 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 the 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 process that we go through to get power restored even leading up to the event happening and really to harp on one of the primary things when you have um a weather event like this and jd will get into a little bit more in detail is when you when you emerge from something like this and all your employees have worked safely and no one's hurt and that that's important every day but at the end of a weather event like this, it is just paramount when you can look back on it and say, no one got hurt. Because mm-hmm. as fatigue sets in, you know, we all know that the risk of, of an injury goes up dramatically. But um, last week, I believe it started on around between 5 and 5.30 that Thursday morning. We had some freezing rain that came in. We, um, we had gone through some preparations, uh, realizing this was a possibility. Uh, came through as far as timing and, and trying to get restoration going at an ideal time and that we started getting information on outages as employees were showing to work as opposed to having to wake them in the middle of the night. Um, and I know y'all probably don't want to hear all the details that I would love to discuss, but to give you a high-level view, um, we started losing power in the northwest part of our system, what I often refer to as uh, North Pleasant Hill, that Malone Road back to Pleasant Hill, Back in that area, you know, they, they received a little bit more precipitation in the other area. We started losing power. We started restoring power. At one point, we lost a circuit going out of Bahia, headed south, and at that point, we had over 6,000 people out. Uh, we were able to get down there and restore that circuit immediately, just had one, one case on there to restore it, and we hovered around 3,000 for a while. Uh, the decision was made fairly early, and this was a good decision, and, and um Staff came up with the recommendation and pushed it to me to go ahead and, and really double down on the resources. So as I like to tell people, at 6 in the morning, we had a certain number of people restoring outages, and we had everyone at North Central engaged. Roughly 12 hours later, we had doubled our workforce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that this was the type of storm where you have to throw resources at things. We would have, for example, 2,000 uh, accounts out but to repair and restore those 2,000, we had over 200 cases of damage. So if you do the math, we had a lot of taps out there to where you had to work for a significant amount of time to get 10 people back on. Mm-hmm. So it can become fairly cumbersome. Uh, the, the way that we address this is we always say we want to restore power to the most people in the easiest manner. 
we take low-hanging fruit. And I like to almost compare it um, to the human body if it were in an accident and wheeled into the emergency room. If, if you've got multiple injuries and one of them is that you broke your hand, the hand is very important, don't get me wrong, but we need to make sure that your brain and spine are operable. Mm -hmm. And that's the way we work things here. A lot of people seem to think we do it based on address, names, homes. Demographics. Uh, Yes, a lot of different things go into the decision-making, but the decision is our outage management system tells us where we have one case with the most accounts on it, and then we go there and do that repair work. A lot of these taps you can't get on until you do that other repair work. Um, we threw, like I said, a lot of resources at it, a lot of right-of-way contractors, construction contractors, people from other co-ops, very appreciative of Pontotoc Electric Power, Four County Electric Power for sharing their people with us. And um, it's, it's a slow go, but after about 40 hours of work, we got everybody back on. Um, you know, that's a, that's a lot to do is to bring in that many people at one time. It's a lot of work to get them housed, to keep them fed, uh, to keep them working safe when they're working 16 plus hours a day. And we're, we're really proud of the effort. Now, you're always going to go back and look at things you might have done differently mm -hmm. that could have produced a, a different outcome. But for the most part, we're really pleased. I mean, we were spending, um, you know, this, out, this uh, storm will probably cost us in excess of a half million dollars. But when you have people doing without in that cold, it's money well spent. Yeah. Uh, an issue that we had was the ice came in, mm -hmm. and, and really the precipitation got out of here fairly quickly. Yep. But the temperatures did not go no. up. So we did not get a thaw, and I kind of liken it to, this is probably not the best way to put it, but if you remember there's years ago, children were forced, you put a book in their hand as punishment, yeah. and it didn't seem like anything, but after a little while, it started getting kind of heavy, <laughs> and a little heavier, and a little heavier, and that's what happened to the system. We got a certain amount of precipitation. We had a certain number of initial outages, but the fact that we didn't get a thaw until the weekend, that, that pressure was still on the system the whole time. And the wind kept blowing. The and the wind, system. oh, it kept blowing. <laughs> and then it picked up. So it was, it was really hard to say when the event was over because even when we got the last power restored somewhere late Friday night uh, to those that we could restore it to, um, we knew that without a thaw, it's like the storm was still there. You know, mm -hmm. Nothing had gone away. The threat hadn't gone away. So... Um, that, that was something that we had to really, really work with. Um, things that are tough to deal with in this time is the phone system. Yep. Um, and there's not, a, there's not a silver bullet on this. We work after every storm to try to improve. But if you've got 6,000 people without power, it's a prime time in the morning when they're mostly awake and getting ready to go to work, school, mm -hmm. et cetera. Sometimes you can count on about 1 in 10 making a phone call in. So let's say you've got, you know, 600 people calling you at one time. Our system's going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. And, that, that's, and that's not including the additional people that may call. Typically, in an event this big, uh, we know, based on where we're seeing the cases pop up, we know that your power's out. There's not a lot you can tell us initially that helps us restore your power. But as the event goes along, that's information that we need. Uh, we're going to go through our outage management system and how it interacts with our phone system, try to make sure that um, it's, it's easy to understand, easy to operate. I've often tried to impress. I can go through the, the choices. 
But unless you're a consumer without power, yeah. whose anxiety level may be up a little bit, you, you need to look at it through that individual's eyes to really assess how you're doing it. Um, but all in all, it was a, it was a, I think the, the restoration went well. I did not predict it to uh, be over on Friday night. I thought we'd work well into the weekend, and we did. And another mm -hmm. thing that people need to know is restoration of power to the individual is really just the beginning. Yeah. The work is going to begin. We're going to be working maintenance on this in all likelihood through the summer. We will have storms and wind that comes through that's going to take broken limbs and, and, and knock them into the lines. We're going to try to double down a little bit on right-of-way clearing, but, you know, as far as trimming services out, we're, we're probably going to take those on a case-by-case -case basis and see what the risk is and see what we can do. But uh, it's going to be a, a, a lot of work to get the system back to where it was before this. Now, to visit real quickly something, um, and I said this in the last podcast, and, and I'm not being critical of anyone, mm -hmm. but we've noticed that as time goes along, there's that concern. And, I, and I'm not really good about this at my house either, is being prepared for these events. Mm -hmm. In 1994, we had an ICE event that I believe uh, it, it exceeded it was close to 10 or 11 days. 11 days, yeah. Uh, terrible event. Since then, North Central has had I think two ice events and two tornado type events where the outages, one might have drifted into four days, most of them two or three. Um, I don't know if our community is prepared for a outage that's going to stretch into nine or ten days. Uh, I, I really feel for those in Memphis and Shelby County right now where there are still tens of, th tens of thousands of people out after seven days and still going to be a couple more days. Um, but sometimes the devastation of ice. Ice can do more harm to an electrical distribution system than really anything. Mm -hmm. But and, and we were actually somewhat fortunate in that part of the system got more precipitation than the rest. 94, it was like a freezing monsoon that lasted over 13 hours that mm -hmm. just uncovered the entire, entire southeast. If that had happened, then it's hard to go to Pontotox in four counties and get help because yeah. they're helping themselves. Regionally, you've got a huge manpower issue and fortunately we, we got ahead of the curve on that one but still and, and I'll go through this uh, in greater detail later and probably try to see what North Central can do to our community to provide those resources information because we do it happens so little that we don't prepare but there is still the chance that without getting a thaw with getting additional precipitation which at one time was predicted a two-day 40-hour type event can easily turn into a five, six, seven day event. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if that's happened all throughout the region, then, the, then our community really doesn't have resources to go to for help because they're suffering the same fate. So please everyone, you know, take that for what it's worth. We don't want your power to be out. We want it to get on as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. But in the event we're just not able to, uh, yes, we want you to be in a position to where you can take care of your family. I've thrown a lot together right there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, you know, I almost want to say, so we'll take the next caller and see what the question is. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot of them. But the biggest thing is, is that the way we address outages and that we do, we don't go to your home and try to find out what's wrong. We identify damage on our distribution system starting at the substation going out. And that gets 
I know it can be frustrating for people. It gets people back on quicker. Mm -hmm. One group of employees that I have to pat them on the back is a group that we created and named <laughs> the Bird Dogs. <laughs> Folks, I'm telling you, these guys are great. And we heard some complaints because people will say, a North Central truck pulled up in front of my house, a guy got out, looked around, wrote down a note or two, and then he left. That was a bird dog. That guy's doing reconnaissance. He's getting in front of the crews, and he's telling them what he sees. He's reporting back to the office. It's, it's part of an ongoing um, repair, but also an assessment at the same time. Mm -hmm. He's telling them what's out there. When the crew gets out there, it's to eliminate surprises. They know what's going on, make sure... They, they've got the correct material, and, and they know about how long it's going to take them to do the work. The bird dogs are a great group, group of guys. They, they got out there. They, they owned these crews. They owned these cases. And I could not be prouder of, of any group of employee here than I was with those guys. Oh, absolutely. And also, here's my segue, um, they, could, they could spot dangerous items out there. They could see if a tree was down or if it had come down and – was up, propped up against something where it could kick back. They could see this stuff. And I, I'm, I'm not going to ever let this reduce itself in priority. We will slow down restoration to keep someone safe. Mm -hmm. I have worked a storm to where um, an individual has suffered, two individuals have suffered injuries that later on took their lives. We've heard that call across the radio. We know what it does to a community, to a family. And guys, I'm telling you, I know electricity to your home, to your place of business is important. I will not take any shortcut that allows someone to get killed or injured. Mm. Will not do it. If, if that's a fault of mine, then I got to find another line of business. And the great thing is I got a great support staff helping me uh, create and maintain that culture and make sure that it takes place every day. And that's something that, that JD did all through this storm. Absolutely, and, and just could not be uh, more proud of the effort. As Kevin said, you know, it, it's continual improvement. Anytime that we have one of these things, you know, after it's over with, we always look at ourselves and say what we could have done better. But just right off the top, you know, to think about all of the things that go on, and it's really an opportunity for our members to really see all of the work that goes on. Uh, a lot of times that they don't get to see, you know, all of the, the chainsaw and tree removal and, you know, just all of the heavy equipment that has to be brought in for, you know, the poles that may be in a difficult place. And to think about that we went through that event without a single injury mm -hmm. and not just to our employees, but I've not heard of a single major incident that happened with any of our members where they were injured as a result of something to do with the utility liners. So uh, as a person... Uh, you know, who looks at and tries to come up with ways to uh, promote safety and, and get people to work safe. When you come through an event like that, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's just like I held my breath, uh, you know, for two days because you just know what's going on out there. But really, uh, it makes you proud because you know that the guys have had the best training. They absolutely have the best equipment. <clears throat> And really to sit back and watch them do what they do, do it well, do it safely, it's very rewarding. And when that happens, you know that you're on the right track. Uh, Kevin talked about when it came in here early Thursday morning. If you look at the timetable from early Thursday morning and the bird dogs got out there and started doing their assessment, uh, within about 16 hours, 
uh, through the, the cooperative help that we had and the contractors, we doubled our workforce. Mm-hmm. We doubled our workforce in just a matter of hours. If you look at everyone that we had uh, within just a, a few hours uh, in the restoration effort, we had over 140 people and all dedicated in some shape, form, or fashion uh, to restoring the power. So just very proud of the fact that that we went from 6,300 to 3,000. Uh, we got plenty of help in here. Uh, our folks done a just a, a tremendous job, and we marched that number down from 3,000 people, from 3,000 members being out, uh, to everyone that we could get back on that didn't need some type of repair uh, by Friday night, and and I think that is proof positive mm-hmm. of of a local uh, workforce, uh, a local utility uh, that can uh, pull those type of resources in. I mean, with all the supply chain issues, the yeah. fact that we did not we had the material to get through that, and our members didn't have to suffer because of something that we that we did not have. I mean that that is a, a huge accomplishment right there. Yeah. Um, and, and really, um, it highlights, Kevin's talked over many, many podcasts about all of the extra right-of-way work that has gone on. If you think about the amount of right-of-way work that's gone on in the last three or four years and then try to imagine that that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. And then an event like that happens. Um, you know, as far as hardening our system, all of the make-ready work that we've done uh, for our fiber Lots of load business. analysis on our existing poles and infrastructure. Uh, and, and Kevin talked about just, you know, how what a, what a how devastating Who's ice can be. Who's this Kevin guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you know, Maybe you do need another line of work. <laughs> when, uh, when Kevin talks about, you know, just how devastating ice can be, when our lines and stuff are designed, that is the main thing they're designed around is ice and wind loading. That is how important uh, that that is to how a system is built. Uh, but when you just think about how the system's been hardened, all the poles that's been changed out, mm-hmm. all of the right-of-way work that's been done, and and then you think about, you know, maybe if that hadn't been done, what could have been? Um, I think it could have been uh, a lot different story. But uh, just, just very glad for the effort. Could not be happier um, with how safe everyone worked. Uh, just going out there and, and seeing a lot of the crews work and seeing the safety uh, and all the things that they were doing, I, I, my hat's off to them. Just very, very, very encouraging. Absolutely. And and for somebody that was working the entire time behind that desk and watching for social media messages and, and trying to give updates to members and the press and everything else, um, Primarily, it was just huge support from our communities and, and, and everything we had, you know. Um, I think that every employee that we had here was in some way helping with this restoration. If it was packing sandwiches or answering yeah. phones or, or anything like that. So it was really, it's really great to see that kind of coordination. And for somebody that, um, the, the field that I come from, news, where you go into a room and you, you see the screens and you see these guys trying to coordinate outages and they're all communicating well and and everything else and it's just like okay i'm just here to get a couple numbers and i'll be out of your way but they're just they were just cranking away the entire time it's 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 incredible to watch and we want to thank our members for their patience and their support um the last uh post that i got to make about this was you know we wanted to show the appreciation for our guys that worked 16 hours uh worked overnight worked weird shifts 
you know, brave the cold and everything else. Um, I mean, there was, is incredible work. So just want to just want to take a second to emphasize to our members any you know, Lord forbid we're you know this happened again. Hopefully we're past it or whatever. But you know whether it's tornadoes, ice, whatever the circumstance may be, please just remember those safety tips. Uh, if you see a down power line, please stay away yeah. from it. Call us. Uh, let us come out there. Give us the opportunity to make it safe. Uh, and to get everything fixed and get you back going as quickly as possible. If you do have to use a generator, you know, make sure that you use all of those uh, safety tips. Make sure the generator's outdoors. Make sure it's grounded. Uh, make sure that um, there's some type of isolating device, isolating switch, so it doesn't backfeed on uh, our guys out there while they're trying to do their work. Just can't overemphasize uh, how important, um, you know, those uh, severe weather tips are. Yeah. And – yeah, just because you don't see us doesn't mean we're not working. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Well, I guess that is it from us. It's, yeah, um, I'd like to close out. Um, in North Mississippi, we had a terrible occurrence this year. And um, if we could, I'd like to close the podcast with a moment of silence for Mr. Henry Watson, an employee at City Holly Springs, who in the line of his work lost his life when he came in contact with the Energized Line. Uh, regardless of circumstances, it's tragic. It's tragic the loss to the city, the community, the utility, and to his family. So um, let's let's close this podcast on that. Y'all have a good day. <laughs>